Welcome to Central Coast Voices, a program that addresses the challenges faced regionally, the need for and the consequences of change, and how today's choices impact tomorrow's community. This program is an extension and production of Action for Healthy Communities, and it's provided in collaboration with KCBX. Chris Kington Barker is your host today, and uh, today she's going to be visiting with guests from Mission Community Services Corporation, providing technical assistance services and enhancement for local economic development. And with that, it's over to you, Chris. Thank you, Brad. Mission Community Services Corporation, or MCSC, raises the economic, educational, and social levels of entrepreneurs with a focus on women, low-income individuals, and minorities. In in 2022 alone, MC, excuse me, MCSC and its women business centers have provided technical assistance to 1,217 small businesses, helped preserve 746 small businesses, and assisted in the creation of 62 new businesses. My guest today, Maxine Kozler. Executive Director of the MCSC Women's Business Center, Brant Myers, Small Business Consultant, and Gabe Kiros is a business consultant with um, specialization in Spanish-speaking clients. And we'll be talking about discussing how this nonprofit can and has benefited both startup and existing businesses. And I'm really excited to meet with all of you today. And um, and. Gabe is joining us by phone, and Gabe, are you there as well? Yes, hello. Hello. <laughs> well, I'm glad hello. to have all of you here. And this, I personally have not heard about you, so I'm excited to learn a whole lot more. And if you can begin by giving us a little bit of history of just how long have you been around, what communities are you serving, and just an overview of the kind of services you provide. Excellent. Thank you, Chris. We really are excited to be here. Um, My name is Maxine Kosler. I'm the executive director of MCSC, the host to the Women's Business Center of SLO, Monterey, and Kern Counties. Um, Mission actually started as a community bank, and in 1996, um, their then CEO, who is our board president, Anita Robinson, uh, realized that they really owed the community some programming for small businesses so that they became loan ready or financially prepared to ask for a line of credit, and that this was the responsibility of a community bank. And they started a program uh, to do so, um, which they then realized that they should spin off into a nonprofit. So in 1996, that's when a Mission Community Services Corporation became uh, an existing offshoot nonprofit. And then in 2006, uh, we became a designated women's business center under the SBA programming um, to really give a specific focus on helping women, either small business owners or women aspiring to open a business. Um, So we're in our 17th year of programming Mm. as a women's business center. That's fantastic. And so this grew out of, and I'm, I'm imagining that as women are coming in or as business entrepreneurs are coming in and saying, I'd love to get a loan for this, asking them what your business plan was kind of met with, what, 
They they definitely weren't prepared. Yeah. All, right. all small business, especially anytime you do anything for the first time, and and our consultants can speak to that when you're starting or in your early years of running your own business. Mm-hmm. You're doing everything for the first time. Right. So looking for funding, access to capital, which is one of the most challenging parts, being ready for that might be the thing that people need the most help with. And so we set up programming to do that. Um, And also, we're open to everyone. Um, 80% of our clients are women, which means 20% are not. Um, And we serve uh, Spanish and English language clients. And we serve all through the demographics of both ethnicity and economic status. Was it originally started, did you say, as a women's? Well, it um, started as a a service, a community service for small businesses. mm -hmm. Um, But then the opportunity was presented to us to host a specific women's business center uh, through the SBA programming. Right. And... um, during this time, you know, as you've come about, is this an unusual thing for a bank to do? Uh, that's an excellent question. <laughs> I would have to research the history on that. Um, I think Slow County especially, and, and, yeah. and Kern and Monterey as well, I think they're so community-focused mm-hmm. um, because we have almost every bank as a partner. Oh, um, okay. Almost every bank we do some sort of programming with. They provide us much-needed grants as we're a nonprofit. Um, so we, I think, have become an arm of programming for most of the banks. Um, they have wonderful curriculum, and we give them access to that to our client. Um, but yeah, I, I think we've actually become an extension for most of the local banks um, to provide that kind of programming so that when people do come in the door to them, they've already been prepared by us. So if any bank has somebody walk in for a small business loan and they they really have a good idea but they really don't know how to put it together in terms of a package um, they would be able to be referred to this exactly and i can kick this over to brant who can he he has experience at a consultant someone coming in and saying i have an idea where do i go from here who would be a typical person that you would see brant I don't think there is really a typical person, but I would say that a couple characteristics that I uh, see more often than not would be somebody that's maybe uh, disenfranchised with their current job or career path, or somebody that just has a great idea that kind of got some uh, reinforcement, positive reinforcement from family, friends, or even maybe they kind of dipped their toe in the water at a little craft fair or uh, some small some small little foray into the business world and kind of got a taste of it and wanted to pursue it further. Do you see more women coming in than men, or is it? I do see more equitable? women. I do. I do wonder if how much of that is because we are a women's business center. But right. um, I would say, for the most part, it doesn't seem like it's a really gendered choice. I believe that most anybody that has the idea, obviously, they are welcome, but they should come into the Women's Business Center because business is is business. Business does not discriminate. Uh, so therefore, any idea can become uh, fruitful. Gabe, um, can you talk a little bit about the clientele that you're serving through your consulting? Uh, Yes, yes. Um, The the, the classes that we give are in Spanish, and uh, anyone who feels more comfortable learning new topics in Spanish are the the students that we have. I had a couple of students from Cal Poly, went to Cal Poly, but for some reason they want to learn more about business in a a language that felt more comfortable, Mm. and it was the Spanish. And at the same time, you know, as part of the uh, minority in, 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 our, in our in our in our in our community, 
uh, people that uh, Spanish is their, is, is their second language, I mean the first language. So we give the classes to this uh, people, uh, this entrepreneurs that want to start a business in, 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 in the United States. And as we are saying earlier, you know, it doesn't matter if you're from, uh, uh, you, you, were, you were born in the United States. There's so much information that you need to know before you start a business to, event, uh, to prevent a lot of mistakes or a lot of headaches. And, and that's what we do. And, and, uh, and I, I use the analogy. It's like for us trying to open a business in Italy or in Japan, uh, the, 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 the way of thinking there may be different. The, probably the legal system, the insurance systems are totally different. The licenses, the business structure is different. So this is what, that's, that's in, in one of the sense, what I see uh, most of the benefits because a lot of people come from, uh, from foreign countries or from other countries as, uh, as, as migrants. And, uh, and, and they learn, uh, and they learn how to do business here. So it, at the same time that they're learning, it helps them. It helps the community because then we'll have more businesses that are within the within the guidelines of our own social structure. So that's what uh, that's what we do here in, in, in Spanish. So it's good people that we, they, they 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 feel comfortable speaking Spanish or people that are new to this community uh, or the United States and, and they want to do business here in California. I mean, the glasses are perfect for them. Maxine, when somebody comes into um, into Mission Community Services and they say, okay, I have this idea, I want to be able to put it together, I want to get a loan, um, are you taking them through the whole process? What is it that you're providing for them? Um, so we offer three main tracks of programming. Okay. Uh, we have a 12-week course which is essentially it's explore, design, launch. And Gabe can tell you our Spanish language version of that. Right. Um, where it could be someone from the idea of a business and then basically building a business plan. Um, that's essentially what the course is helping them do. Um, or it could be an existing business that either never did that at the beginning or they're looking to grow and scale and they need to create a new plan for that. So that is our 12-week course. Um, we also have workshops. We have multiple workshops all month long on various topics. It could be what legal forms do you need mm-hmm. um, from an accounting perspective? What do you need to set up financially? Um, getting an EIN number so you're right. not using personal credit cards and, and you know you need to build up business credit. Uh, through it. So going through the basics uh, in different workshops, uh, as well as marketing is one of our most popular topics, all different ways to do marketing for that business. Um, So you can take a workshop at any time. And then the third track is the one-on-one consulting, uh, which Gabe and Brandt both do, where you can say, you know what, I just want a private appointment. I want to lay out what's going on for me about an idea I have or my existing business so they can help you sort out where are you and where do you need to get to next. And you can have multiple appointments and each time we want you to meet a milestone so that business progresses. What is the name of the program in Spanish, um, Gabe? Yes, the name of the program is uh, Soñando y Empezando, which uh, the word word dreaming and starting on, on commencing your business. And as Maxine was saying, we, we give an array of, I mean, it's just a spectrum of, of basic information that they will see in a business. And the purpose is at the end of the class, they finish with a business plan they can present uh, to their partners or even to, to, to for them to see if their business is feasible. Um, so we cover accounting, insurance, uh, employment law, uh, uh, business structure. 
and and the courses that uh, Maxi was saying are also some courses that are offered in Spanish. Uh, the same thing as accounting or uh, um, understanding some uh, some uh, uh, codes for uh, for construction companies that want to do work business with with Caltrans or um, how to improve your business credit. Um, the well-being of being a, a good manager and, and don't have the stress of the business uh, absorbed you. <laughs> and, and other courses are, you know, website development, just the basics, uh, website development on RT. That sounds great. The um, in in the different classes that you give, are these available to people? Uh, where they're self-paced, are they? taught by an instructor? Are they taught during the day? How do people access them and how do they work them in with maybe the, uh, their other earning income? Uh, yes, the classes could be, uh, we have them in different schedules, can, uh, in the morning or in the afternoon, especially after 5 o'clock, because after 5 o'clock everybody's finished their job. So um, uh, those that have uh, businesses in the morning, they can go to the, to the, uh, to the evening classes. And the ones in the morning are for those that probably have a business that opens in the afternoon, so we can have them in at 9 o'clock. And every cycle has a different schedule. Uh, uh, they can check on our website. Uh, the coming up uh, uh, class is going to be uh, starting in, in, in January, February next year. Um, and um, and that's, I mean, they, they just have to um, contact us, um, find us on our website. And we also do a lot of outreach in the in the community with uh, Spanish-speaking centers and and organizations that they pass the word around to the community. How are you getting How are you getting information out to Spanish-speaking communities, Gabe? Um, that this is something that exists. Is it something that is understood, or are you reaching out? You because I think you're also talking about rural communities as well. Correct. Uh, yes. Well, we use uh, the the, say, the same uh, marketing uh, uh, principles. Of, uh, 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 right now, it's just uh, social social media. We put posts on Facebook. Okay. Uh, sometimes we uh, go with uh, uh, Spanish radio or okay. Spanish television inter- interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, flyers that we post, and we have some talking opportunities. Where, uh, for example, with the Spanish Chamber of Commerce. Uh, in, 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 in North County or with the Latino Outreach Council. Oh, okay. Uh, so that we, we, should, we have a talking sessions with them, and they, that's how we reach out to the community. So we have uh, in-person talking uh, with uh, in, in community events, uh, media, uh, the traditional media, or the, uh, or the new media. Are you finding that for folks that um, need assistance with languages or that have have immigrated from other countries that want special assistance or need to understand also how to work within the American system, that they're more inclined to want the personal consultation or that the classroom really works better for them? You know, I think that depends on the uh, on the student and on the entrepreneur. There are a lot of entrepreneurs that they are very, uh, uh, very dynamic, very mm-hmm. uh, self motivated. That even even you start the class, you already start the business. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like they're, they're, they go and you have to tell them, hey, you know, we'll all slow down because you need this, you need this, you need that. Uh, there are other people that are more. Uh, I think, like any any other community, there are people that are more reserved and say, "No, I want to know everything. I need to make mm-hmm. sure that I'm not going to break anything, or I want to know." But be, be, they, they want to have 
certain knowledge before they make a decision. Yeah. So we, you have that you have that spectrum, right? The one that it could be just like go, and then before you say go, they already left the the start line, and others that they want to make sure where the road is going to take. And you have that spectrum. So all depends. And some of them, then 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 we direct them to the one on one, or we give them to the uh, to the special courses that they need, or they walk along with us. And the purpose to walk along with us in the class is so that we can prevent them to making making mistakes that's going to cost their business. Yeah. Uh, or, or, or I mean, I think that's that's to me that's the most important thing, and that's what we tell them. You're going to learn something, but you most important is you have to pre- you have to prevent losing your 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 your, your livelihood, your your business. Yes, your business is hard in itself to to, to to be in business. It's not easy. Yeah. So you, try to give, yeah. you try to cover. You know what are the uh, risks, and and then what are the things that they need to be aware of before they make something or they face uh, something that is going to be critical. Yeah, were you going to say something? I just wanted. I was grateful that I got to be part of one of Gabe's graduation ceremonies uh. for the Spanish language course, and we just had one this week for our English language twelve week course. And what I really heard, especially in the Spanish language one. The class became a community. Yeah. You have all these independent entrepreneurs mm-hmm. who are wearing every hat and they're really on their own. But by being in the class together, they formed a now community. An, a community yeah. and a networking group mm-hmm. that they can all help each other. And they all had different businesses, but right. they could just be on the journey together or complementarily share promotion and marketing. But that's one of the really special parts of of being in the class and being alumni of the Women's Business Center. you're not isolated. Yeah, Yeah. so that's a bonus. But I also wanted to say we use um, the Kauffman Fast Track Foundation platform where students on their off time can log into their account, Mm -hmm. review materials they've already seen, and we also record and put things up on our YouTube channel. So people can on off hours or if they need to, you know, revisit a topic, we try and make it because we know schedules, especially when you're starting a business, um, you're probably doing this while you have a full time job or other commitments to family and things. So we know that that's a, a very important topic is to make sure that we are accessible to everybody in every way that, you know, they'll be able to manage their time. Exactly. I'm Chris Kington-Barker with you for Central Coast Voices on KCBX, your Central Coast listener-supported radio station. The voices you hear with me today are Maxine Kosler. Is it Kosler? Kosler. Executive Director for MCSC, Women's Business Center, and Brant Myers, Small Business Consultant, along with Gabe Kairos who is um, also a business consultant, and he's joining us by phone today. We're talking about Mission Community Services Corporation and its women's business centers dedicated to supporting supporting entrepreneurs and small business owners to become self-sustaining, successful contributors to their communities. It's a nonprofit with a focus on surveying women as well as low-income individuals, minority-owned businesses, and rural and underserved communities. We invite you to call in to join our discussion today at 805-781-3875. We'd love to hear from you if you have questions. If you've been a member or you've participated in some of the services of the center of the organization, we'd love to hear from you as well. And if you have questions for any of our guests, please do take advantage of the hour to call and ask them. And so I want to 
Gabe, I'm I'm coming to you more because I know you're only joining us for the first half hour here. So feel free to jump in and tap your pen on the mic or whatever you do to get my attention <laughs> since I can't see you. But talk a Thank little you. bit about um, the the folks that are coming into you. Are you seeing a certain kind of business, all kinds of businesses? Are you seeing some changes that are coming about? in the kinds of businesses and and the move toward entrepreneurship since COVID especially. Talk a little bit about that. I'll let the consultants talk about it since they're they're going one-on-one with the clients with the itself. Clients. But I did want to say one of the areas that we're really focused on this year, we have two key areas we're focused on. Mm-hmm. One is child care. Ugh. We have a lack of child care and we have a lack of affordable child care. Yep. So one of our key initiatives we kicked off this year, which is going to be a big focus for 2024, is first taking existing child care centers of any kind, making sure they're strong. They have a great foundation and make sure that they stay around and then looking for people who aspire to open any kind of childcare business yeah. and how do we support them and make sure they can do it. And then there's some existing childcare centers that could grow and could get bigger mm-hmm. and take on more capacity. That's fantastic. And we also want to help them, especially with access to capital. Right. Um, so that's an area we're looking for people. How are you working with some of the community-based organizations who really depend so fully on child care to be able to get their parents out to be able to work and feel like they're, you know, not not being captive to staying in just a family environment. Um, It's a struggle. And as a mom, you know, a working mom, I've gone through it myself and you make choices and, um, you know, your environment can be more helpful or more of a struggle. Um, How are you you reaching out to people to try and encourage that kind of uh, avocation, if you will? We are. Well, first of all, we went to uh, Good Morning Slow because we received the Platinum Award for a family friendly workplace. Uh, So we support that initiative uh, by the Slow Chamber of Commerce to first look at businesses and what are you doing to help uh, facilitate that for working families. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're also reaching out to the Cuesta and the Cal Poly Early Childhood Development Centers to say, who's an alumni who you know is prepared to do this and wanting to do it? How do we help them make it happen? Mm -hmm. And even existing centers, do they want to expand? And can we help them expand? Or maybe somebody within the center wants to do an offshoot one. And how can we help make that happen? Are you finding any success yet? Is it too early it's, to tell? It's very early. We'd love to come back and tell you I'd how this l- is I'd going. <laughs> We've just, I can uh, speak to that done. briefly. Yeah, please. Yeah, I've actually seen an influx uh, personally of uh, clients that have come in uh, that I've been able to help consult with that we either have an existing child care center or are looking to open one. Um, mostly because it is uh, similar. I've, I have an eight-year-old, and we've struggled with it in this county as well. My wife's an early childhood educator, so it's something that's near and dear to our hearts. And um, I've been seeing that influx. So whatever you're doing over there, Maxine, it's fantastic. That's it's fantastic. working. That's so wonderful. Um, the whole center, I appreciate it. Uh, but I think really, I know 
personally, anytime I see somebody or any, anybody that even touches it just on the ground, um, you know, you have the higher level of, of engagement, but on the ground, I just go, Hey, let's talk, you know, here's the business card, um, come into the center. Let's see again, how we can either grow it particularly, uh, because having an existing, uh, structure is fantastic. It just means that there's a little less work to do, but Hey, if you want to open something up, whether it's a, a home a daycare center, all the way up to a fully dedicated, you know, commercial style facility, then let's make that happen because it's something we need. It's something that's in all of our, uh, you know, all our discussions, uh, just as a, just, uh, I guess, economic and, and localized. And it's, um, I think people really have it on their mind and we're seeing progress, but, you know, one step at a time. Well, I think, you know, I think the idea that it's being approached as a, a really viable um, avocation, necessary relevant, important, and not just an extension of babysitting. Oh, you if know, I can that, be college, there's money there too. Oh my gosh, yeah. And that's that's the so other side of business. it, that it's, it's something that's a viable income mm-hmm. that is so necessary for the strength of the economy and that it can really be people supporting other people. And the, there's really a symbiotic relationship between um, workers and people all thriving, I think, is really important. I think it was really not seen for the necessity that it was for decades. Yeah, it, it is a, a key, key foundational piece mm-hmm. to economic development. And for, to treat to it a, like a business. And it is, and as Brent was saying, I mean, it is a great business yeah. um, to yeah. be in. And, and it can include even the after school. So whether it's right. the Boys and Girls Club or the YMCA or gymnastics or music classes, all of these encompass um, ways for parents to have freedom and flexibility to work. So we need to support all of them. Yeah. And can include people having employees if they know how to manage it and run it as a business. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm really excited to hear that. So that is that is definitely one of our big initiatives um, we have. And one of the other ones we're looking at is active military families mm-hmm. um, since they have to move around so much and it's a, a real challenge for them to take a stable position right. um, entrepreneurship is a big solution right to that uh, especially in e-commerce business so that yes. no matter where they are mm-hmm. they can they right. can keep their business going so it's another area as we've been really leaning into how to help veterans and active military and their families these are things that we can do they're also great business owners to get government contracts. And we work on teaching procurement. And we have a series launching with Caltrans on how to teaching small business how to get those government contracts. Yeah, the three counties that you're serving in between Kern and Monterey and San Luis Obispo have access with all of the different establishments here that are military affiliate. It makes sense that you would do that. Yeah, and we have 16,000 veterans mm-hmm. in SLO. So um, it's it's a viable demographic that we need to serve. Yeah, and are you seeing an increase in that, or is this something that you've also just begun? Have you seen – I'm we, we've been going to all the veterans expos and creating partnerships. I, I have I have one client that is a veteran, absolutely. Um, definitely uh, more than I had. <laughs> so That's we're great. seeing a growth right there. That's great. We're going to take just a brief break. I'm going to send it back over to the um, booth, and I'll be back in just a minute. Oh. 
Central Coast Voices will continue in just a moment. I'm Brad Kyle with this item from the KCBX Community Calendar. Mothers for Peace invite you to their Surround Yourself with Art Fall Fundraiser uh, coming up this Saturday, the 28th, from uh, 2 to 5 at the Community Church of Atascadero. You're invited to come and explore an array of amazing works donated by many local artists and see what they've got to offer. For more information, visit Mothers for Peace or motherforpeace.org. And just a reminder that the KCBX Community Calendar features arts, entertainment, and nonprofit events in San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, and southern Monterey counties. You can submit your item or event to be shared. You'll find it on our calendar page right there on the website at kcbx.org. We'll continue with Central Coast Voices in just a minute. I'm Maria Hinojosa. Every Thursday afternoon at 2, you can hear Latino USA on KCBX. Latino USA is a Peabody Award-winning radio journal of news and culture from a Latino-Latina perspective. It chronicles how we're living, shaping, and changing the United States of America. Tune in for in-depth reporting, candid conversations, and fascinating stories. Join me for Latino USA Thursdays from 2 to 3 on KCBX Central Coast Public Radio. By American, it's the law. Are not, and we cannot find anybody in the country who will certify that they are 100% American-made. I'm Kai Rizdal. The new rules in the new infrastructure law and new projects not getting done. We'll tell you more next time on Marketplace. And that is ahead today here on KCBX. Latino USA is coming up at 2 o'clock, followed by Fresh Air at 3 and Marketplace at 4. And then it's News with All Things Considered from 4.30 to 6.30. Right now, let's return to Chris Kington Barker and her guests on Central Coast Public Radio KCBX. Back to you, Chris. And thank you. Thank you for that. We're back. I'm Chris Kington Barker, and we are talking today with Maxine Kosler, Executive Director of MCSC, Women's Business Center, Brant Myers, Small Business Consultant, and Gabe Kairos, um, who is also a biz- small business consultant. We're talking about Mission Community Services Corporation and its Women's Business Center, dedicated to supporting entrepreneurs and small business owners to become self-sustaining, successful contributors to their communities. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to talk more about how does it work when somebody calls you? If somebody says, okay, I heard about it, I heard on the radio today, about this. I want to talk to somebody about it. I don't know if it's right for me. I have a couple of ideas. What's the next step? So first, when they uh, call our slow office, they would call 805-595-1357. They will speak to one of our amazing program coordinators who will, will speak with them for a while and will find out, do they have a business now that they're looking to expand and grow? Do they have an idea for a business and they need to just talk to someone to get it off the ground? Um, Our program coordinators have wonderful relationships with our business consultants. And when they first assess where that, that client is, they will then assign them to the consultant who will best fit where that person is today. 
um, and we'll match them to then hand them off to work with the consultant and I'll let Brand go from there. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So it's always fun. It's definitely a, a mixed grab bag of who I'm going to be speaking to. But yeah, they say, hey, this person is looking for general assistance or something specific in this in this field. Are you able to help them? And I always pretty much say yes, because you know, when you're a business owner, as, as I've been in the past, there's a lot of different, uh, a lot of different hats you wear. And you must always touch some part of each uh, industry that you're working within. So really, most of the time when we speak, it's really just trying to figure out what their needs are, where they're at with what their idea is, and then how we can we accomplish their goals. So I mean, it's pretty basic, simple stuff, but figuring out how to get there is the most difficult part because a lot of people, if they're already at this point where we're talking, uh, maybe they've gone through a program, but they've definitely Googled. They let their fingers do the walking. They've kind of gone, okay, well, LLC, sole proprietorship, S Corp, C Corp. And then you just realize that there's so much information out there. How does it pertain to you particularly? And that's what our job is as a consultant is to uh, figure out a custom action plan basically of where you are and where you want to be. And you do that through, you know, an initial phone call. You kind of just figure each other out. It's almost like a, a speed dating, whether it's <laughs> Zoom or in person. A business speed business dating. speed dating. And, and um, I, I was I was kind of talking, uh, thinking about what we spoke about at the beginning of our conversation with, you know, most people that want to start a business don't really know where to start. That's always the most difficult problem. Uh, but I always say, hey, you know, a lot of people get married. Nobody's done it before. You know, your first wedding is is almost intimidating. It's where do you start? What, there's so many moving pieces and you've never done it, but it has to go perfect. Well, a business is almost the same thing. It has to go perfect or else you might not be successful. So how do you get to that point in the most efficient way possible? And we just kind of start working, um, you know, start at the bottom and, and work up through there. And then through that, you get to figure out what your actions are, and then you start making a plan. When when somebody comes to you, do they generally have an idea? This is the kind of business I want. This is what I want to offer. This is what it kind of looks like. Or do they just come with a concept and you really need to flesh it out? It's all across the spectrum. Okay, A lot of people, I mean, you get everything from, um, hey, I make this one food product. Everyone in my family loves it. I don't like my job. Okay. All the way to, hey, I started this business and it's going really well, or maybe it's not going well. Right. I want it to do better or I want uh, to be able to manage it. Right. So you can really, again, this is one of those things you just can't, you can't Google it. Uh, you can't just figure out there's a quick solution to it. It's almost a little bit of a, uh, a therapy session to figure out where you're trying to go to, uh, where you, where you want to be with it as well, because Business is kind of cold and calculated, but you're the person behind it. So what do you want out of life? What do you want to do with your time? And some people just want to spend more time with their family or some people just want a a drastic uh, career uh, change. So a lot of that is really just um, talking, talking and talking and first maybe half hour, maybe an hour, and then you can really figure it out from there. Is, is most of, um, is most of the, um, the businesses that you see in this area, is it product related? If I'm making a product and I want to be able to sell it, um, is it? Oh, I can, I can answer that. Yeah. Uh, so really it's kind of interesting. So I have a background in cultural anthropology. So I studied people in their places. And through that, I realized that a lot of what we have on the central coast is this hyper locality. So when you're talking about a 
I guess, the division between basically services or goods. I think our area, especially here in San Luis Obispo, is a lot of services. We have uh, hospitality, we have tourism. So there's a lot of people that want to maybe transition from a catering business or a food truck to a brick and mortar restaurant. Yeah. But um, So you have those, but then you also have the people that go, I've got this idea. I don't know where to start. I looked up a patent thing. I went on the USPTO website. So what do I do? How do I make this? And because I've been a consultant with my own firm as well as through the um, MCSC, and I've also had businesses in hospitality, transportation, uh, manufacturing, I'm able to kind of uh, suss out where to direct that and the best way to do it. But it's it's all over it's all across the board. I mean, we don't say that we're specifically for women. We don't say that we're specifically for services or products. So whatever it takes. Yeah. I also wanted to add in, we do have a lot of clients who do have service-oriented businesses. And in fact, several of our clients have then become instructors uh, for us, whether they do business coaching Mm -hmm. or personal uh, development counseling and things like that. We definitely have a a strong group of clients who offer services um, and then can even offer those services to our other clients. Oh, that's great. So it's mentoring that's available through people that are doing it on their own and they want to kind of get other people involved and support them. Exactly. So we we do have people with an end product to sell. We have uh, clients who, like we said, offer services, business coaching, things like that. Right. And then we might have, like now with Caltrans, we have, you know, it could be a small construction company or a landscaper um, who offers those type of services and, and need to learn how to, like, grow and scale their business. So this is, a, this is a way that people really can avoid some of the pitfalls that can really send you way off track with your business with if business, you it's end difficult. up hitting those. Especially if you, if you miss the mark to begin with, it's very difficult yeah. to go backwards. If you maybe even just your uh, corporate structure, you didn't choose the right one. Well, now you've got to go back and... Meaning you uh, uh, sold pro- LLC versus sole proprietorship. LLC exactly. or any of those, yeah. Um, you know, just going backwards on that, the amount of, I guess there's a lot of bureaucracy with starting a business. Right. Um, it can be overwhelming. Again, that's where we come in. Right. But uh, making sure that you start off on the right foot means that all your future... Um, actions are going to be towards growth and profitability and success as opposed right. to backpedaling. So that's when it's great when somebody comes in with uh, just a fresh set of ideas and wants to go from there, and you can both start together. What do you think is the, the biggest thing that people that really causes people to not be as successful as they are? Oh. If you had to kind of bring it down to one to <laughs> one to five things that are like in your top. I mean, I, let's both answer this. Yeah, I mean, one of the areas that we're really looking at is, um, you know, we have wonderful programming and consultants, and they can get the owner to just so far. Yeah, and then they need capital, and access to capital is always going to be part of any business. And especially if you're an aspiring entrepreneur just starting, or even if you're a smaller business, Mm -hmm. um, that's a challenge. Yeah. So we try and provide everything from getting you prepared um, to get a loan, to get a line of credit, uh, making sure that you've created this relationship with your bank. When you start that business bank account, 
Go in in person and make deposits. Yeah. Greet people in the bank. Start. Let them know what you're up to. And mm-hmm. make sure you're promoting within your own bank. The other things is we really look for grant opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're out there always on the hunt. And given our longevity in the community and our programs with the SBA and the state of California, we they people approach us and say, we have a grant for small business. We'd like you to help facilitate figuring out who should be getting it and then going through the process with them. Right. So that's one of the things we're always on the lookout for is grant opportunities for our client because that five and 10,000 could make all the difference in getting someone to the next stage. Yeah. Is it being undercapitalized to begin with that uh, yeah, I mean, Maxine definitely took the number one answer. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I think it is really. I, my wife and I joke. We joke that if we won the lottery, we just start businesses because yeah. you know it's when you have money, it's easy to make money. Uh, but a lot of people that uh, we see through the doors uh, just don't have that, or they do, but you know, you don't. It's really scary to take your family's savings and and you know kind of risk it. So, uh, capital is fantastic. Uh, it's the, definitely the, the number one answer, uh, but we have so many resources with the center to take care of that and help, like you said, with grants, uh, bank relationships. And then uh, a lot of what we do as consultants is also help uh, create business plans, some nice, shiny, polished, good numbers that you can take to a bank and get a traditional uh, loan funding source. for. If you're listening today and you have some uh, questions or you have some comments about today's topics, I invite you to join us. You can call through now at 805-781-3875 and ask your questions of Maxine and Brant. They're here to talk about the resources that they have available to you and through this wonderful um, organization available in Monterey and Kern and San Luis Obispo County. And you were going to say... Yeah, I wanted to... uh, I think the second one, the second one that I've been encountering a lot, which I didn't really know how to focus what I was hearing, but I was listening to um, Patrick Stewart being interviewed, I believe, a Fresh Air interview recently. And he said something where it just kind of had that light bulb moment for me. And he was talking about risk and risk aversion. And I know that personally through starting businesses that the younger, the less I had, the less family, the re- less uh, burden on my shoulders, the more, uh, or I guess the less reticent I was to start a business. It's so easy when you have so much less to lose. So um, a lot of the a lot of the clients that I see that are just on the cusp, it's really just convincing them to jump in with both feet. Mm. Your business idea is as good as it, we can make it. It's a solid uh, concept. Um, we have everything in order. Now it's time to just do it. Yeah. And I think that is really difficult. And it is scary, just like anything. Changing a career is scary as well. It's basically yeah. the same thing. But a lot of this burden rests solely on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's possible without it. I think if anything was safe enough where you it wasn't risky, it's already being done or, yeah. <laughs> or it's not viable. Yeah. So I would say yeah. that for me, the one thing I've been seeing is definitely an aversion to risk. But off, opposite of that is a... Um, and, uh, embracing it is is where you really get to see those uh, the successes. Yeah, yeah, Maxine. And also, we were starting to touch on this earlier. Is um, the resources can can be actual capital 
But the resources, especially in Slow County alone, in partnerships, the people we partner with, there is incredible uh, resources available to someone who has a small business or wants to open one. Um, our child care, we've done a lot through Cap Slow. Yes. Um, just the city, the county. Um, we work in partnership with the SBDC, the Small mm-hmm. Business Development Center, mm-hmm. um, SCORE, who does also counseling. And we're all under the same uh, SBA umbrella. Um, We serve kind of different clients and different needs, but it's all in partnership. Um, And there's just so many nonprofits and other institutions um, that are really there to help the entrepreneurs of this of this county. Do you have people that that come in and they're just kind of meek or embarrassed about having to ask for help, or they're um, or no? They're just. I I would say for the. Uh, quite the opposite. Um, you know, your whoever you're living with, a spouse or, or close friends, you know, they can only act as a sounding board for so long until they kind of either tire of it or, <laughs> or they don't want to risk their interpersonal relationship by yeah. saying, no, that's a dumb idea or, or it's a great idea, but I'm yeah. not so sure about it. Maybe you're They're afraid you're going to ask them for money. For money, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I really say, you know, um, you know we're, we're really there to help you just kind of spitball. I provide a, a a neutral third-party perspective where I have nothing to gain or lose. Um, so therefore, I'm able to kind of give you an outside perspective. I'm able to tell you what is what would work, what wouldn't work, maybe work out what can, and I don't have to worry about eating dinner with you later that night. Yeah. So I think that's really important. I mean, it's it's so simple, but you can only have that, uh, that back and forth with somebody so much that you know too well. What... what um what are some of the things that you want to make sure that we get? We have about 15 minutes, and I want to make sure that we get to the very important things that you put out to people. You you see how many people in a year that you support? Um, so we serve, our, our centers serve about 1,800 individuals, unique individuals, over the course of a year, okay. and we intend to do the same, if between not more. Between the three counties. Uh, between the three counties, and um, we are barely scratching the surface. Yeah. The, the need and the desire are there. This is opportunities like this where we can just get the word out yeah. to say, come. One of the most important things we didn't address is our services are at no cost. Okay, talk more about that. How is that possible? So as someone who wants to come and whether take our course or a workshop or meet one-on-one with a private business consultant, yeah. it is at no cost to that individual. Are you that cheap, Brant? Uh, no, just, he is. You, you just have nothing better to do in your life. Well, that you know you what would I, do I this? love? You and, you and Gabe would do this for free? The biggest no. piece of advice I give is I go, you can talk to me directly through my consulting firm and I'll charge you a whole bunch and then you might not succeed because you'll run out of money. Yeah. Or you can talk to me through the Women's Business Center. So why yeah. not do that? And it's, uh, I think, personally, I like doing it because I really want to, you know, grow this middle class. I want to support my community. I want to see small businesses. I think they are the lifeblood of a community. So I'm happy to do it and be a part of it. But you're being paid and you're being paid by by the business mm-hmm. center. How? Yes. Yes. Um, well, we're we're mostly grant funded, okay. um, federally, state, county, and city level. We also have amazing corporate sponsors, mm. um, whether it's financial institutions or private institutions and foundations, and and even private donations. Well, yeah, if businesses aren't successful, they're not going to have a lot of money in their bank. And you know what? <laughs> we're role models for yeah. this. Um, it's it's funny. We're a nonprofit. 
but we better be profitable. Right. Like we have to role model for role model for our clients that our financial foundation is sure. solid. And and this is a challenge, especially being uh, resilient in business, whether it's a a natural disaster uh, through weather, whether it's the economy, or we just you know are pulling out of COVID now. Right. Um, we ourselves have had ups and downs to make sure that we've been a viable organization. Um, we're actually rebranding, and we'll be launching our new logo and our new look. Um, and that's something I said. You know, part of that story is. We need to role model that for our clients. You know, mm-hmm. you you need to be fresh. Your your marketing, the face you present, has to really show who you are and be exciting to people. We need to do the same kind of thing. Well, and you know, and you've been here seventeen years. I know of Mission Bank. I know of all of that. And yet, I've been in the nonprofit world all that time. So it's been it's been a different world than entrepreneurial world. Although it is pretty entrepreneurial to yeah. try and steer <laughs> through nonprofits. But so you know, but that hasn't. That hasn't touched, and yet you're doing this remarkable, remarkable work with people that really with COVID had to pivot so many people. And we saw so many businesses that failed not because they weren't good, but because of the economy, because of the time, because they had to shut their doors Absolutely. You know, for two years. There so, was a huge surge yeah. of retail having to go online or connect with their customers in a different way, yeah. and we could help with that. Even for ourselves, we had um, tremendous amount of in-person classes mm-hmm. and different in-person meetups. And with COVID, we had to go completely online. And now most of our connections are still virtual. That is what people want. But it also enabled more people to access our services by us being virtual and going online with most of our programming. Let's talk a little bit about some of the other classes that you have and and when people can access them. And you're open year-round for those classes, or they take place on different quarters, or how does it work? Well, anyone can come to our website Mm -hmm. and take a look at our current schedule. Our website is www.mcscorp.org. So it's mcscorp.org. And just come or you can type in Women's Business Center San Luis Obispo. And you can take a look at our courses. So we always have our current schedule up. Um, we have at least a dozen workshops, probably. My program coordinator is going to kill me for saying that because <laughs> I'm always throwing new stuff at them. But, uh, you know, easily we probably have a dozen workshops over the course of a month. Um, our lo- long-term courses, our 12-week courses, we host about three times a year, both in an English version and a Spanish version. And how many times, if they're 12-week courses, they meet once a week? Yes, once okay. a week. Um, for how long? Between like for like two to three hours so maybe from four to six or five to seven and again you can also access certain things online um we we take a lot of care to to see when can people go to something when can Mm -hmm. can they do it on their lunch hours do have we have a lot of 12 p.m workshops virtual workshops that someone can just watch on their lunch hour 
Okay. Um, so we really we're we're very connected with our clients and their needs and how they can even access us. Um, so we take that into consideration. Um, and then if you just want a one-on-one counseling session, you know you can schedule that whenever it works for you and your your consultant. I was going to say I've taken a few meetings that were from twelve oh five to twelve fifty five from somebody's <laughs> car. You know, you're I yeah. mean, we work around your schedule. If you're trying to juggle a job and start a business, you know I'm okay. I'm I'm at my kid's soccer practice, but I'll take that phone call and sit there for an hour with you and talk do about you it. Do you do it? Phone call, phone call, on Zoom. Zooms in person. We have a conference uh, uh, room in our center, so what, whatever works for them. It's really we we work for our clients. Um, yeah, I'd love to. So we are located here in San Luis Obispo as our headquarters. Do you have a center that people we can do. go to? We have a. So if you do want to engage in yeah. person and you want to just sit with someone and yeah. go through your plans. Um, We have our headquarters, our Women's Business Center here in San Luis Obispo. We're at 71 Zaka Lane uh, off of South Higuera, right Mm -hmm. by Meathead Movers. Um, And we welcome walk-ins. Or you can just call and make an appointment and meet with someone at the center itself. So if someone wanted to put together a plan, say, or wanted to do a budget, you can provide them with a format for that? You can you can assist them in I they Anything. don't know the first thing soup, about soup to nuts. I mean, whatever it is. We have people that come and say, I want marketing help, I want business plan help, I want funding sources. I would like to just talk to somebody about how to get a product out to the market and we can help them. It sounds too easy, Brent. Uh, well, yeah. that, we make it easy. We work very hard at it yeah. <laughs> to make it easy. Because again, you should be focused on your business, not trying to not trying to start it, but starting it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if, um, how successful have you, or do you have an idea of how successful it's been for the people that you've worked with that have gone through and finished their business plan and then submitted it to a lender? We, how successful is it once they do that in getting it funded? Um, I mean, we, we've experienced great success. We keep in very close contact with our clients, all of them who've ever been through the center, because we want to hear how it's going. Um, the milestones that they hit, every single one of them is a huge success, whether it's they actually launched the business, they had their first client pay a contract, um, they've had their fifth year anniversary in the yeah. business. Um, they got the grant. They got the loan. One of the ones that I find most important to me is we hired someone. We hired the second person. We have four people now. We're offering health insurance. These are the the milestones that to me are success. Yeah. Yeah. Do you help them navigate through some of the HR kinds of issues or how to – Especially in California, <laughs> um, how how to connect on that if they haven't ever had any human resources background where they could go for expertise on that, or do you have somebody that consults? I mean, I'll, I'll let Brand talk about it as well. But we have specific workshops on HR, and it could be as specific as hiring your first employee, yeah, or. Uh, employee management of HR rules. Or the uh, the businesses that want to hire consultants, right, uh, for construction companies <laughs> that want consultants. Yeah, I was just going to say that's probably the biggest HR question I get is, ooh, employees, this is a lot of work and workers' comp. Can mm-hmm. I have them as a, as a consultant? Can I 1099 versus W-2, basically? And, you know, it's, um, again, one of those things where you can kind of Google yourself until your you know, eyes go cross. But let's see what your specific situation is, and then let's talk about what it looks like on either direction 
and how how it's approachable once you start taking it one step at a time. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I I love this again. So say one more time the name of the organization and what your website is. Absolutely. So we're the MCSC Women's Business Center. And you can find us at www.mcscorp.org, or you could call our San Luis Obispo headquarters at 805-595-1357. And where are you located? And we're at 71 Zaka Lane in Slow, and we're happy to have you walk right in. Oh, fantastic. I want to thank my guest today, Maxine Kosler, Executive Director for MCSC Women's Business Center. Brent Meyer, Small Business Consultant. Gabe K. Rose is also a small business consultant, and he joined us for the first half hour. Next week, please join host Fred Monroe. He visits with guests from Paso Robles Cabernet and Bordeaux Collective in a discussion about recent study outlining a plan for sustainable future amid climate change for the wine industry. Central Coast Voices has been sponsored by Action for Healthy Communities and the San Luis Obispo Community Foundation in collaboration with KCBX. I'm Chris Kington-Barker. Thank you for joining us today.